Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We stole we're fast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bill Buds podcast for another Weeztoberfest. Ooh, ooh, Johnny, I might have to go get a sweater because we are deep into this Weeztoberfest. I got, I just told you off air, I'll tell you on air, I got a pumpkin spice latte today, and it was great. Not from Starbucks. I'm wondering, what the fuck, who, who the fuck is that talking? Who the fuck is that talking? I have no context for who this person is. I'm JPC, <laughs> that's JJO. You know, it's the Bill Buds. It's like, you, don't don't just, if this is your first episode, don't, I don't, implore leave, you. leave. <laughs> you gotta go, you gotta go back and listen to some of these other Weeztoberfests. Or, uh, but, or, or some of the other episodes, yeah. you know, whatever. Johnny, you told me that you are going around, walking around your neighborhood trying to find, um, or yeah. trying to sample the pumpkin spice uh, yeah, at yeah. different coffee establishments. About how many have you tried so far? Do you know? So far, only two. Because it's early in the season. We, as we're recording, it's, it's early, early in okay. the season. Yeah, It's early. It's um, early. But there's a clear winner right now. But also, I... <laughs> out of two. I know. Now, you know? I know. Well, it was a clear winner. Do you think... Um, and you're only giving these places one shot? Like oh, maybe yeah. somebody fucked up and did the wrong proportions and everything? No, it's just like one shot, you get what you get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'm doing, we're doing, my friend and I are doing I'm, like one a week. So how many data points do you think that you're going to try to collect uh, throughout, you know, the uh, autumnal season? <sighs> Off the top of my head, I can think of hmm. but, but six to 10, seven to 10. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I I did a I kept a spreadsheet once um, when I was trying try try all of the flavors that I could find of Ginny's ice cream to because every my problem when I buy ice cream is I'll see something and I'll say oh that sounds good and then I'll get home with it and I'll say I've had this before and I didn't like it yeah, why did yeah, I yeah. it's I get tricked by like the title so I had yeah. a spreadsheet going for a while where I was keeping track of like which Ginny's ice creams I actually like and which ones that I should stay away from because they sound like something that I'll like and I don't actually like it. Did you ever try that everything bagel? I loved that everything bagel. For real? Okay. I've never I tried did. it. I really did like that everything bagel. Let me see if I can hold on. I'm going to try to find this is the thrilling content that people uh, really want in our Weeztoberfest coverage is they want me to go through my Google Drive and try to find my ice cream spreadsheet. <laughs> Which, by the way, is very easy for me to find because it's called ice cream flavors and I keep everything very well organized. Um, Oh, man, no. This must be – oh, god damn it. This must be like an old version. Mm. There's only four things on oh, this. I, well, there goes my theory that I'm really well organized. Oh, man. Before every new Star Wars movie came out, I would rewatch all of them and mm. rank re-rank them. So I have like my rankings of all of the movies from like – different points in my life before the new ones would come out at least for the 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 that makes you know sense. the last 5 to 10 or 10 years or so i guess that's cool that's cool yeah i also speaking of being organized i we just got a new camera and we took it on our vacation and i you know pulled all the pictures off of it and i have a, a hard drive that has all of our pictures on it and jessica wanted to like print out some pictures to you know she likes scrapbooks after our trips and mm -hmm. I gave her the hard drive and she was looking through it and she was like, oh my gosh, this is so organized because I have folders for every year. And then within each folder, uh... each like event or, or reason that we took pictures. So you could, Trip, uh, you know, party going, yeah. going back like to, to high school. Just like to to like two thousand six, basically. Just like wow, very a very detailed and organized photo library that I guess she's just never seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I I, I can I can uh, sympathize with that because after I've ta after I take a photo, 
I never think about it again, and I mm. never go back and look at like photos that I've taken from a while ago. My my the my camera roll on my phone is an absolute goddamn fucking mess. There's no way that's organized because <laughs> I don't think I've ever opened it up to be like I have like you know screenshots. Like I'll take a screenshot of something and like save it or like need to send text it to someone. That, that that's still in there. Like all, all it's well, just a bunch of shit. It's a bunch of absolute the bullshit. camera roll. The camera roll from my phone is just it's just sure there. Everything's just there. Yeah. Uh, but I we, I don't often go back to look at photos. Every now and then I'll like because like with Google Photos you can you know search and be like a place or sure. it it'll like tag specific people, but it tags pets too. So I can yeah. just go look through a bunch of pictures of Buster, which is nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. But after every like trip, and then at the end of the year, Jessica like does a few pages in our scrapbooks for like either that trip or like the year, uh, which is very nice to be able to. So, so we have like a lot of those, like, I mean, however many 15 years worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That is a lot. That is a lot of scrapbooks. Um, well, that's cool. I, you know, I, I think that the, not to put too fine a segue on it, Johnny, Hmm. but, if I were making a scrapbook of uh, Weezer albums that I wanted to remember, <laughs> I don't know that I would include uh, the subject matter for today's episode. But um, maybe you would. Johnny, maybe is, you would. But maybe I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I think that the the air of mystery for how I feel about the Teal album, which is what we are reviewing today, uh, maybe I'm okay with that not being um, a, as present on this episode. Johnny, we are talking about Weezer's... Wait, what is this? This is their... Okay. Uh, I know for a fact that the next one is their 13th studio album. I think this counts Spooky. as a studio album. So I think yeah. this is the 12th studio album. Um, This is the 12th studio album, their fifth self-titled. Uh, this is the Teal album. Released January 24th, 2019. 10 tracks, 36 minutes and 18 seconds. And I guess I have to say obligatory, it did hit number five on the Billboard 200 and stay there for nine weeks, which is, I guess, pretty impressive. This is a cover album. This is a covers, exclusively a covers album. It is, I will say, up top, something that I like and that is very funny is that it is a cover album and they decided to do it a self-titled. That's that's a very funny, weird choice to me. But you know what's funny about it is that, that it's a it's a very Weezer like choice to make, you know, mm-hmm. because they they do shit like this all the time. Yeah, they they, they have the, another album that, that it also comes out in 2019, the Black Album, which we'll mm-hmm. review next week. But before that, they had an album called Make Believe, which was a black cover, and their fans like called that the Black Album until because like Pinkerton is kind of like the Pink Album. It's even though it's not Pink, but it's Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. They do all this weird shit, Weezer, with their album names. The and the cover's funny. It's them in like '80s clothes, and I. Well, for, okay. First, I'm gonna I'm gonna please ask the question that you normally ask. What was what did you know about this album before going into it? Because I I know that we I'm both so glad you asked. We both knew what it was and refused. Tell each other that we knew what it was until this very moment. Yes. It was not, it must have been at some point in us recording this podcast, um, which was, which was, you know, started years ago, where I was made aware, and maybe it was, maybe it was like in the first Weeztoberfest or like shortly after, where I was made aware that we, that Weezer had a covers album. And then I knew that album to be the Teal album. So I knew that mm, the Teal mm. album was all covers, but I didn't listen to it until I think like, uh, or listen to songs from it until I think last year, like part of last year, because I missed the whole thing on the internet, which is this album is kind of like a meme album anyway, where mm-hmm. um, the whole like Africa, Toto's Africa, Weezer's co- Weezer covering Africa thing. I missed all of that. So I had really no context for this album other than being aware of its existence. So I remember when Africa came out and especially because weird, weird Al is in the music video. Um, so it was like a big deal. He is. Yeah. And, um, 
and I heard that and then I knew that they made a cover album, but that is the only track from this album that I, I had heard until we started for this episode. If I ever had heard about it, I had memory hold it mm. because it, it was nothing to me. Um, in, in doing research for this, I, there's a couple things that I'll read from Weezerpedia that I think okay, y- you said, you said Weezer does this kind of thing. And I think even yes. though this is a cover album, the, the absolute fucking maniac methodology that they use to make this is 100% the most Weezer thing of all time. This is maybe the most Weezer album of all time, even though it contains not a single Weezer song. Yeah, so, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you, knowing what you're about to say. I think I do agree with where you're, the premise here. In, in a Billboard interview from 2019, Old Man Rivers himself said, I wrote a program to get all of the data from Spotify's API, and we looked at the songs that were most popular that were not tagged classic rock or alternative rock that came out before 1994, with the exception of No Scrubs. That one's just too cool. I think there were 200 songs in the report, so we picked the top ones and started learning to learning them. Uh, yeah, and it goes on. And then, in an interview with the LA Times, uh, Rivers says, as a student of music, maybe one of my motivations for making the Teal album was to learn how the truly great songs work. I got all the acapellas off YouTube and listened to every one, uh, listened to every one of 100 tracks of Michael Jackson's voice, trying my best to replicate it. I mean, I can do a Weezer reimagining of a song any day. You don't have to put any thought into that than the person interviewing him. So the exercise was worthwhile for you. What about the listener, Rivers? You don't see any reason to listen to Weezer's Africa over the Toto version? <laughs> the person interviewing, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I, yes. I mean, the person interviewing him is correct because what he said in that interview was if I wanted to do a Weezer version of any of these songs, I could do that and it would be very easy. And in my brain, I'm screaming, then why didn't you? Like, yeah. what do you think people want? It, it's it. This really feels like someone doing an improv warm up for an audience. You know, it's like it, it, it's they're like practicing mimicking all of these great songs as close as they can uh, which is he, probably good to like learn but then you're not doing anything with it. He was talking about how all of the production styles of like the 70s and 80s were so different and they involved so much layering and there was so much studio, there was so they were so labor intensive and he said it was so much harder to do all the songs in that way to mimic that production style. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, "Hey man, we don't give it like the person who's listening to your album does not give a shit about that." It's like, "I don't want to watch you do a fucking math worksheet. Like I don't care <laughs> about how hard it was for you and how easy it would have been to do something that I like." Like you you're making a product. And this whole thing, this whole album is so fucking cynical because the 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 background of why this album kind of came to be was there was a 14-year-old Weezer fan on Twitter who started like this like Twitter campaign to try to get them to cover Toto's Africa because that is like a very like memeable song. Mm-hmm. And apparently um, Scott uh, from Weezer like saw that, like brought it to the band. The band thought it was funny, but they didn't do anything with it until their management was like, hey, this thing is getting some traction on Twitter. You should do this. And I'm like, okay, so that's like so fucking cynical to have like your management be like, engage in this meme. And, and the fact that like they didn't even pick their 10 favorite songs. They no. just picked like the most commercially successful songs. It's so bizarre. And them them mimicking well, the sound exactly reminds me, because Weird Al, especially because Weird Al is in the video for Africa, that like, I know Weird Al and his band very famously do their best to mimic yes. the songs that they're parodying, but they're yes. changing the words. Or they're doing, or if they're not doing a straight parody, they're doing a pastiche where they're mimicking the sound and the production style but creating a whole new song. And and mm-hmm. there's a, a, a very famous example. I think it's their parody of Money for Nothing, the Beverly Hillbillies uh, song that they did, where uh, they went to Dire Straits and they were like, okay, you can do this, but like, I think it's Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits has, wants to play guitar on it. And they were like, okay, cool. 
but he did a worse job than Weird Al's band. Like Weird Al's band sounded more like the actual song because this dude had been playing it in concerts for years or whatever and just got like Lucy with it. So like the parody version, even though it's the real guy, doesn't sound as doesn't sound like the real version of the song. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, Weezer could have done a billion other things, but instead they chose not to. Yeah, it's just it. But but I mean, back to the cynicism of it, right? Mm. Is that like they they did not they wanted to engage in this meme and they wanted to like, you know, play Africa. But Weezer or Rivers got it in his head that he just wanted to do like exact copies of these songs as a challenge to himself. And it's like it's it's both a commercial product that he's trying to sell and it and it charted and it sold some whatever copies, you know, good for him. But it's also this like weird thing where he's doing the thing that no one asked him to do. He's always doing this thing that no one asked him to do and no one really wants from him, you know? And it doesn't even seem like he necessarily, it's not like he was compelled to do this. It's not like a, it was like a passion project to, to do this. It was just like, it just kind of happened. And then I made a program that like generated the list of songs that we would cover. It, but if it was like, yeah, I'd, I'd even feel better if it was like I picked I wanted to do exact replicas of my heart songs. That's even something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, yeah. like as, uh, as some his weird, 10 favorite songs. Yes, but it's not. It's not. It's not. It's such an interesting choice and it's so weird. Um the other thing that there's there's a couple songs that I, I don't think I'll play on this episode, but I do want to talk about that are not on this album because the way that it worked was, you know, this is the the album comes out in January of 2019, but it's like May of 2018, May 29th of 2018, when they release their version of Africa to, you know, to much to the mm-hmm. chagrin of all of Twitter or whatever. Um and that was in response to that fan's tr- Twitter campaign. But two days before that, on the 27th, they released a cover of Rosanna, which is a different Toto song to, like, troll all of their you know, fans that were asking for this for Africa. Now, I listened to their cover of Rosanna, and it is not super like the rest of this album in that it is kind of like a weezer cover of that song. It's it's a better version than anything else that's on this album because it sounds like Weezer. It, it's got like Weezer guitars to it. It sounds great. Then their f- version of Africa comes out. And again, the cynicism, the guy from Toto is like, oh, people are now listening to Toto. We're getting like lots of downloads. People are buying our music is back on the charts because of this Weezer thing. So he's into it. He's like excited because people are listening to Toto again. And so they record, Toto records a version of Hashpipe. The version of Hashpipe that they record is awesome. It sounds like Toto doing Hashpipe. Like it's good. It's it's very fucking good. But nothing, the rest of the album, like everyone understands like how to do a cover. We we covered it on the show on... um, Oh fuck! What album is that? De- Death to False Metal. They have that uh, that cover of "Unbreak My Heart." Yes, I think yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. last track on Death to False Metal. That's a fucking phenomenal. That's one of my favorite Weezer covers because it sounds like I'm damn Weezer. But <sighs> yeah, it's just it's it's a mess because you know they know how to do it, but they do this other thing because Rivers got a thing in his head that said this is an interesting challenge for me. Or or uh, I mean release two versions of the album where one is like yeah. the straight covers and one is the Weezer versions or I yeah you call it the, the teal album and the steel album and uh <laughs> one of them is like these easy listening shit that we had to listen to and then the other one is like the uh you know grungy Weezer rock version <sighs> I don't know and, and, and here's the other thing Johnny where we are in Weeztoberfest we started out this Weeztoberfest in such a high place with with the whole. Remember, everything will be all right in the end. The whole point of that album is like, we know that you didn't like some of the previous stuff. We're sorry. We're back. We're Weezer. Great album. The next album, White Album. They bring in they bring in the the producer Jake Sinclair, who is a big Weezer fan, and they're like, hey, here's just a fucking Weezer album. People like it. Great. What, Pacific that, Daydream. No. 
The they, Teal album. They didn't say, here's a Weezer album. They said, here's Weezer's version of a Beach Boys album. Yes, that's right. Yes. Which they could, they, so they know how to do it. They know, they know, they know exactly what they're doing, but they're, they, but Rivers can't be just satisfied with putting a thing out that like the people that like his music likes. He has to like try this thing where he wants to be popular in this other context, right? Like the, he's, he's the plot to like all of those movies where like the, a person gets hot in high school and now they got the cool kid friends and all their other friends are like, Hey, we were your friends the whole time. And you know, you left us behind. It's just like, it's so, it, it's so, uh, I don't I know, even know. I know. Anyway, Africa, the song that they put out for this album, the lead song of this album, it becomes their best charting single since Pork and Beans. That's um, crazy. So he's getting rewarded for this. You know, the, no lessons learned. And, and the other thing, so this whole album, it's based off of this person on Twitter asking for them to do Africa. It's This is basically a meme. Listening to this album feels like you're like, reading about a joke from the internet on a specific day five years ago. It's like, this has no practical application to anything anymore. This is, this is something that's all the rage right now where it's like AI covers of songs. This is like Weezer AI covers of other songs. It really is. It really is that. Okay, yeah, you know what? What we 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 should at least listen to some of these. We can like maybe talk about. I don't know what to talk mm. about with some of these. They just sound like the. They just. Sound I know. Like the, I know. I, I started. I just, started taking notes for this episode, and then I stopped because I have no thoughts about the Weezer of it, other than everything I just said. So I guess I'm just going to talk about what I feel about these songs in general. I do wish that every one of these songs. I had a Weezer opinion on, but I really don't. I mean, you can hear. Let's just let's listen to a little bit of track one. This is Africa. And you know, while this plays, because everybody fucking knows what Africa sounds like. When I heard this, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I've heard this. The rest of the album will be covers that aren't you know i thought this might be an outlier it's also i mean i said this album is 36 minutes and 18 seconds right that's long for a weezer album when i first started listening to this song i thought oh maybe the weezerification this song has a kick in you know maybe it's gonna kick in a little later in the song it doesn't I, um, yeah, do, do, do. It's Africa. It's the song, it's, there's nothing else to it. It's just the song Africa. I'll say this. The, the lyrics of this song are unhinged and problematic, but yeah. oh, boy, yeah. this song whips ass. Well, here, here's the thing. I, I think Toto as a band whips ass. I think people yeah. sleep on Toto or they think Toto is just like the Africa band, but Toto... Toto's a great, Toto's great good. band. Yeah, but this, this, this one to one shit. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just like a cross promotion, you know, thing. It's so weird. I, it does feel like a cross promotion. Like, it does. Like, right? like, yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, Weezer is is doing like a a tourism ad for the continent of Africa or so, you know, like, like, <laughs> like the Africa tourism board was like, Hey, Weezer do this cover for us or so, you know, something. <sighs> okay. I want to talk about the video. Let's talk about the video. At least the, sure. the weird Al video. I had never seen this. I don't think until oh, I, I started watching it uh, for, for yeah, I had, I had seen it. I mean, he's, he's given it 200%. I love the idea of the video. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the execution of the video is anything at all. Like, no, I, I no. was watching it and I was like, this is all this is? And w- when I first started watching it, my first thought was, oh, when we zoom in on each of them, they're all going to be Weird Al. But it yeah. wasn't. No. And there's no accordion in the song. It's it's strange. Al no. is going to town and I appreciate 
I appreciate his enthusiasm. Yeah. Everything else is bizarre. But I, I love to see Weird Al doing anything. This is this is an idea with that with nothing with nothing else written for it. Like the idea for this video is like, what if Weird Al was Rivers Cuomo? But then they all get to set and they're like, okay, so what do we do with that? And they're like, that's it, isn't it Just, funny? That's the whole thing. Like, yeah, Weird but it's a four minute song. <laughs> but then you hear just what that if, for four minutes. <laughs> what if he was him? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it, yeah. This is this one. This one did nothing for me, um, which is not great because this was the big single of the album. So, uh, you know, I for me, when I heard this, I didn't know about the campaign to get it made. I just saw that they made it, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, it's a it's a band I like. Okay, at the time, I was not a Weezer fan. I was just a, mm-hmm. a, a simple simple man. Yeah, easier times. Simpler times. And I liked the song. And I was like, oh, this is fun. And I listened to it like once and then that was it. I was like, this is fun. And then I yeah. never thought about it again. Here's the thing. I agree with that reviewer from the LA Times because I don't see a reason to ever listen to this song. No. I just would listen to the Toto version. And, and the... I guess another thing I'll say for this song and every song on here is they they do a really good job recreating what the originals sound like. Yes, and that's just a fundamental misunderstanding of what people want, I think, out of a cover album. Unless, Johnny and I could be wrong, unless you are a type of person who that's all you want. You just want to hear someone like do the thing, the one-to-one. I just don't understand why anyone would want that because you have the original already. This isn't Taylor Swift re-recording her masters. Like, th- there's not even a reason for them, you know? It's just, yeah. Huh. Let's listen to track two, Johnny. This is Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Johnny and I, by the way, we talked about this, about what we should do for timestamps for this album and it all just sounds like the song right There's so we no, just like yeah. we just yeah you just play it from the beginning and you cut it off after it's gone on for too long and that's that's that he was even trying to like match like vocally you know yeah. he wanted everything to be exact It's like an interesting, I guess, challenge for him to give himself to see if he can do it. Totally. His vocals and everything like that. But yeah, but is there a reason to listen to it as a consumer? Like as, as someone who's enjoying music, is there a reason to listen to this album? No. And and at least from, from my perspective, especially considering like how original of me that some of my favorite songs are Spotify's, you know, 100 most popular songs. But yeah, like this song in particular, the original is, is one of my favorite songs. I love tears for fears and yeah, under no circumstances would I listen to this over the tears for fears version. You know, like I would never, Yeah. Would this album have worked better if they had chosen, like, some non-ubiquitous songs to do? The worst songs? Could they do one-to-one covers of, of, yeah, of, like, like, you know, like, I don't know, Uh, album tracks on a Tears for Fears album or something? I don't know. Or if they did, because also, like, none of these are so out there. They're all, like, just general, like, sort of rock or pop music what if they did yeah. like what if they tried to do a one-to-one of like break stuff by limp biscuit that'd be insane yes <laughs> well, well but 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 even that like we'll we'll get to that with a little bit later in the album because you yeah. kind of would love for them to be doing some different genre stuff but even when they have the opportunity to do some different genre stuff they don't do a good job. They don't do a good mm-hmm, job with mm-hmm. it. We'll, and we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, but we might as well move on. Let's let's talk about uh, Sweet Dreams Are Made Of This. Uh, this is a Eurythmics song. 
it, it's it's weird because he does do such a good job mimicking the vocals. He said it took him a long time to get the right like in, inflection on this because yeah. it's almost these, but it's this, and it's like okay, good, you did he that, did it. great. Yeah, it, it, or, or maybe if Rivers had released this as like a side project that was not a Weezer album. Or... These all feel like they could be like a bonus track on some other album. You know, like... Yeah, I guess. Or so, you know, yeah, so, I know. We're, this is like a Target exclusive like, track for... For Pacific Daydream, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, this does sound... This this is a whole... This should be a Target-exclusive fucking album. This whole album... It was a digital exclusive. I don't think that they... They didn't do any, like, pressings of it. It was digital exclusive. The, the physical exclusive. came out a couple months later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the the initial release... Uh, I remember in, in like, high school, when I was really into Mindless Self-Indulgence, they they released a Hot Topic-exclusive EP. Wow. Yeah. They should have done this. They should have... Weezer should have done that. <laughs> Again, this is just another song that I would rather listen to the original. You know? Yeah. It's... And this album has this weird, like haunting quality of both being like sonically a Weezer album and not a Weezer album. Like Rivers is there and you can hear that it's Weezer that are playing these songs, but you can't like really differentiate like what about these songs makes them Weezer songs because they're not doing that. I bet if you played any of these for someone who is not a Weezer fan, like someone who's aware of Weezer but hasn't heard them and someone who's like only vaguely aware you know like maybe a teenager if you played any one of these songs from the for teenager and you were like which one of these is the original and which one is the cover they'd be like i I bet it'd be a 50 you know like 50 50 would get (laughs) it right well here's my other question johnny if you played this whole album to someone who had never heard another weezer album had never heard of who weezer was (sighs) that'd be wild or even if someone was like, maybe I'd only heard like one or a few Weezer songs, would they be able to tell you that this is Weezer? Like, does Rivers sound so iconic that you can just pick out no, that this is Weezer? No, no, no. I, I, I just don't think so. Here's something that I didn't do, but maybe I will. Making an al- Listen a to this playlist, album twice. <laughs> a playlist that is <laughs> these the originals. But in this yeah. order. I thought about doing that. And I think that that would be a better album than the Teal album. But even that, <laughs> I don't want to. Th- that's just like, it's like a greatest hits of the, what, what of Spotify? 70s and 80s. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not, that's not an interesting album to me. Like so far we've heard Africa, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, uh, Sweet Dreams. You know, it's like, these are just, these are just like the boilerplate you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this was like a, one of those late night TV infomercials from when we were kids of like the yeah. songs of the 80s, these would just be those songs. Like it's not, uh, I don't know. Honestly, this this could practically be like a fucking wedding playlist. Yeah. All right. This one is another one that, that I think kind of upsets me because this is uh, maybe like uh, Everybody mm-hmm. Wants to Rule the World. This is this is one of my uh, uh, favorite songs. I, I do love this song. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Take on Me.
That's a little bit of take on me. Uh, I I misspoke earlier. I realized that I have I had seen the video for this one too because it has the uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Um, yes, yes. I I had seen this before, uh, and the video is uh, sort of a an homage to it's a, well, it's definitely yeah. an homage to the original video, but it's also kind yes. of like you know, it's like Young Rivers and his. It's supposed to be like him covering the song when he's younger. Um, and and the, the idea of these videos is that they're like Weird Al, like River Weezer is covering these songs and then other people are covering Rivers. Like Weird Al is being right. Rivers. Finn Wolfhard is being Rivers. Yeah. Um, something that I, I'm going to be very pedantic for a minute. And something that Please. I really, really, really hate in modern media, modern movies and TV, is if you are showing something that is supposed to be, like, this video is supposed to be a home movie from the 80s. And I, yeah. and it's got, like, the grain effect, and, you know, they'll add, like, the VCR lines and whatever. But it's yep. still shot in the modern, asp- the modern 16-9 aspect ratio. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Because that's... Uh, yeah, it's like doing and half almost. Job. Almost nothing does it right. I watched this movie that was like a, uh, um, it was like a horror movie. I forget what it was, but it's like supposed to be t- a news broadcast, like taped off TV from like the eighties, and that did it right, and it maintained the aspect ratio. Uh, and you I have to. really appreciated that because almost fucking nothing does. Well, it, it, it's a, it's just a matter of like, are you? going for an actual genre thing do you want to be like immersive or it you know it's yeah exactly it's it's that like almost immersive thing where you're like oh really you can just kind of see the light the light spilling in between the lines yeah and i i I, my only rationale is that i think people would be like why are there black bars on my tv because when i worked in a video store and someone would buy the widescreen version of the movie they'd be like the movie's cut off and i would have to explain widescreen (laughs) to them that's back um that was the thing i think you can only get widescreen versions of movies now anyway finn wolfhard in this is playing with his real life band uh calpurnia and they're like also featured in the video and i thought i thought the video that's fun i don't know was kind of cute and yeah it's yeah. like his real band and they're all you know playing versions of um Versions of Weezer. I'm, I'm going to break with uh, something I said I wasn't going to do on this album, Johnny, but I, I just don't want to listen to any more of these songs. I want to l- play you a little clip of a different band doing a cover of Take On Me. So this is what happens when you take a song that people know and then put your fucking style on it and then do a cover. Yep, yep. Who, who is this? Is this Goldfinger? This is Real Big Fish. Real Big Fish. This is Real Big Fish, my man. I think I, I when I was listening to this, so I, I only added that because... Um, when I was in high school, that was one of my favorite. I loved the AHA version, but I loved that cover. That was like my I, favorite cover of Take On Me. In like middle school and high school, I got very into um, like ska and and pop punk covers of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff. But it's at least interesting, right? Like you hear the horns oh, hit yeah. on that and you're like, oh yeah, now I can tell that this is a ska song because it's a ska band doing it. They, they're they putting their ska touch all over it. There's ska stank all over it. Skank. You just don't get any of that with the, the yeah, the skank. You're putting their skank on it. You just don't get any of that with the um, with the Weezer cover of Take On Me. All right, let's, let's go to um, track five, Johnny. This is a little song called Happy Together. Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night It's only right To think about the girl you love And hold her tight So happy together If I should call you up 
For a second, it sounded like it was going to get fun. It di didn't it? Didn't it? It almost got there, and you're like, "What the fuck?" I, I'll tell you what. I'd rather, rather than listening to this, I'd rather watch the commercial for the original Super Smash Brothers game. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, hey, it's funny that you mentioned that that kind of media tie-in, Johnny, because. Um, Rivers, this is one that he would mix into live sets every once in a while. I think he would play this kind of like acoustic to give the band a break. Um, but they uh, they originally had recorded this song as a demo in 2002. So that's, what, 17 years before this album came out? Um, because Spike Jones was making a film called Adaptation, which is an excellent movie. Mm -hmm. And he asked rivers if he would do a cover of the song for the movie now ultimately spike jones just used the turtles version the the og version for the movie but that was where like rivers had started like kind of working this into his rotation um i actually don't think it hit the rotation back then but that was the earliest demo that they had of of, of rivers doing this but again that version i hope was more weezer and this version is just you know it, like you said it almost gets there but then it doesn't and I think the only reason it does almost get there is because they're using modern instruments and the turtles yes. were using 1960s instruments, even though it's the same instruments. Yes. I think that the, the specific, you know, equipment and setup, unless they're using like vintage guitars and vintage amps and you know, whatever. And knowing this guy, he probably fucking was no, no rivers was probably using like a vintage guitar plugin for his modern guitar, you know, <laughs> He probably wrote the, wrote the program to use that plug-in. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's the song. Yeah, who cares? Uh, it sounds like the one that the Turtles put out. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why Rivers is doing this to me. He knows I have to review these songs. He what does. am I supposed to he say? Does. You know what's fucked up is when did we – did we start this show in 2020 or 2021? 2020, right? 2020, yes. So then this this album came out like the year before we started our show. Wow. Wow. So that, that also means that next, yeah, that next Weeztoberfest will be covering shit that came out when came, our show had already. Weezer started. will have lapped us. <laughs> <laughs> or we lapped Weezer. It doesn't matter. Uh, let's listen to track six, Johnny. This is, I, I guess, kind of different in a way, but this is, this is paranoid. It's even got the same vocal effect. Yeah. It does. This, this doesn't even sound like Rivers. Well, it's not. Oh, wait. For real? Oh, is it... Um... This, is, this is Brian Bell. Yes, you're right, you're right. But it doesn't also really even sound like Brian Bell. No. <laughs> sounds like It sounds like the vocal effect. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, oh, no, Ozzy did this song with them. What if I was just playing the Aussie version? I wouldn't even <laughs> fucking know. Uh, anyway, well, that's that's a uh, that's a little bit of paranoid, and yes, it does have Brian Bell on lead vocals, and you're they right, right. Uh, in 2018 when they were on tour with the Pixies, they would mix this into their set sometimes, where Brian Bell would come and play Paranoid. And here's the thing: I could see that in a concert setting being a fun time. Yep, but it would I not sound like this. I was just gonna say the same thing. It no, would not no. sound like this because it would be loose. They'd be live. They would not be trying to mimic exactly beat picture perfect. Yes. The, you know, paranoid, the Aussie version. They would not. This is another one where like, this is one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite albums. Paranoid is one of my favorite albums. I fucking love it. And never in a billion years would I listen to this version over it or even no. not even over it. I, ideally, never in my life will I listen to these versions again. This will be the last time I listen to the album Teal, and I have a Best of Weezer playlist, and none of the songs on this made it on that playlist. And what's funny is there are covers. There are covers on there, at least one cover. It's that Unbreak My Heart cover. I think that that's a fantastic cover on that Weezer playlist, but this not fantastic. Um, let's listen to track seven, Johnny. This is Mr. Blue Sky. Another one of my fucking favorite songs. 
I got really into ELO in middle school. <laughs> I love ELO. ELO is fucking great. Yes. But this song would not be on this album if Guardians of the Galaxy had not come out and like boosted the hell out of this song. Whoa. You're so right. It just wouldn't. Wait, was that in Guardians 2? In my mind, it was in the first one. Was it in the second one? I think it's in the second one. I I was very excited to see that in Guardians because I I do like ELO a lot. I love this song. And there's no reason to listen to this version of it. It is it is volume two. It's volume two. What year was volume two? Uh, let's see. Twenty fourteen. Okay, so I uh, I was still right. Uh, yeah, you were. You were totally right. <laughs> I I will say one thing. When I heard this come on, I was like, "Are they gonna do the little thing at the end where the song changes?" Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. Because of course, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? It's an exact replica of ELO's Mister Blue Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, man. It's just a wonder. Um, what are you going to say to it? Yes, he did it. Good job. You did a good uh, job. You, you did the thing. I'll talk about something unsurprising. In like two weeks, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm going to be riding Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Walt Disney World, and I can't wait. You know. I did ride a Guardians of the Galaxy ride at uh, Disneyland, which used to be the Tower of Terror, and then they changed it yes. to like the Guardians of the Galaxy of Terror or something. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's probably my favorite ride in any Disney park. I fucking love that ride so I much. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the little rocket raccoon screwing around, getting into trouble. He's having a great time. Oh, boy. Um, what a what a, what a guy. I God damn! So I would have so. loved to hear Weezer do Weezer covers of all of these songs too. Because like, the thing about all of honestly, these songs, Johnny, they're overplayed. These are all overplayed. They are played too much. These agreed. are these are the quintessential songs. I got to hear something different. It, it really that is the thing about this album is how frustrating yeah. it is that like we could have heard Weezer versions of these. Yep. Um, okay, we'll do another. This is this is another one that seems very cynical, but let's listen to uh, track eight. This is No Scrubs. I gotta tell you, I was I was playing this in the uh, in the kitchen, and this came on, and Mariah went, "No." I was like, "Yeah, he he did it. He shouldn't have, but he did." Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass. This one is different only because they're using like rock instruments, but they're still using them to mimic the original sound as closely as possible. Yes. The, the woman from TLC, when this came out, she was like, I love this. This is great. But everybody who was saying, I love this, this is great, were only saying that because then people would go and listen to their songs and it was this like weird cross-promotion. Um, but apparently, I think it was this song where they were do- they did a concert where she came and joined them on stage to sing No Scrubs. Now, again, I think these songs would be different live. I don't yes. think that they would be the covers that they are on this album when they were live. So I think it would be fun live, but man... I I love going to a concert and seeing a band do a cover I, when it's yes. like a, a fun surprise. I, yes. I don't know if I mentioned it to you at the time, but like a year or so ago, Jessica and I saw Davi Fryer from Euro, of oh, Eurovision yeah. fame, and it was great. And then he was like, I can't do shows in America without playing this song. And then he played Party in the USA, and it fucking whipped ass. That's and like... Song seeing someone pick a song that they like and just want to do for fun is like such a cool thing. And yeah, that is an awesome thing. 100% not what this is even a no, little bit. No, because when you do that at a concert, people have already paid for the ticket. You are not trying to get them. No one's going to come drawn to that concert. Cause they think that you're going to do a cover of a song that they like. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't like this band, mm-hmm. but I like the band that they're going to do a cover of their song tonight. Like that's not going to happen. But when it's an album, 
it's all it's the complete opposite of that, right? It's like it's it's so cynical. Uh, all right, Johnny, let's listen to track nine. This one, this one. Let's listen to Billy Jean. This is like they're a wedding band. This is like their wedding band album. Yes, yes, truly yes. And look, I think I'm all for people re-recording Michael Jackson's music, but don't make it sound like Michael Jackson if you're going to do that. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say, kind of wild to do like a one-to-one Michael Jackson cover in 2019. Yeah, it's it just shows that Rivers is just on some other shit. <laughs> yeah, true, truly. I, and, and, and here's the thing: we have not talked much about this, Johnny. There's four people in in, in Weezer. Okay, some of these other guys. They're culpable in this. They they should show oh, yeah. some responsibility. They should they should show some like they should be made to answer. Get out for the, the things. Get out the notes does. app. Let's see your apologies. But they don't. Ryan. They're they're, all, they're always like, hey, this this new album is going to be great. I'm so psyched for it. It's like, guys, you are the ones that you're in the room with him. You got to help. You got to stop him. You got to stop him from doing this stuff. <sighs> Someone, so he must be stopped. Old Man Rivers this, must be stopped. This is like a five-minute song, too. This is like maybe you, it, it, just, you know, by the fact that it's five minutes, one of the longest Weezer songs. <laughs> they could have at least got – I mean, fuck. At least when Madonna covered uh, American Pie, she cut out like half the verses and made it like a three-and-a-half-minute song. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they were doing here. That's not the project. All right, Johnny, let's just listen to Stand By Me. This is the last one. This is a Benny King song from 1961, except Weezer's doing it, and it's just the Weezer version, and and that's that. You know who has a great cover of this song? Uh, Despicable Man John Lennon. Oh, okay. His 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 version is phenomenal. I, I love his version. I thought you were going to say Despicable Me's Steve Carell. Yeah, Gru. Is Gru Steve Carell? Did I get that right? I've never seen the movie. I have also never seen it. Gru is Steve Carell. Okay. I've never seen them, but I am obsessed with the cultural impact the Minions have had. It's it's one of the most compelling things that's happened in the last 20 years. Minionification of America. People love the Minions. Oh, yeah. Look, that's it. That's Stay By Me. At least it's yes. It's better. It's better. It, it's as good as you can get when you're not trying to do it good, you know? Yep, yep, yep. yep, I'm, yep. Not, I'm not giving him points for that. Like, <laughs> this was a song from 1961 that he's, like, covering. He's... <sighs> you know what we know, should do? Whole... What? We should do the next month that has five weeks... Okay. We should do our top 10 covers. And we should each oh. pick our top 10 covers. Oh, God, fuck. That would be so hard. I would do that. I would love to do that. I know. Um, That's We should do that. We should do that. I, You know, I, I think that you were talking about um, uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World by... Uh, Tears for Fears? Tears for Fears. Um I, oh, I, yep. I know what you're going to say. The Mad World cover? Yeah. yeah. I feel like when that when that Mad World cover came out, and it was that they used it in like Donnie Darko, people yeah. were like, whoa, this song is great. Gary Jules. And it's like, well, no, that's a Tears for Fears song. I think it's funny to like do like the top 10 covers that you didn't know were covers type of thing. Like, yeah. That would be that would be insanely difficult. I just don't have those like locked and loaded. But that's too meta. It's way too meta. I have one I have another cynical question that I okay. I don't there's not an easy way to find the answer to this but on an, an already cynical album what are the chances that they found the whatever top 200 songs on Spotify mm-hmm. and then picked the 10 most popular that were owned by the same label that they're on oh interesting or or you yeah. know like that have the same parent company I and I don't know. I don't know how rights work with covers. Yeah, 
I think you just it's like a profit sharing thing. Like if you do a cover and you sell it on a thing, you have to like share the profits or whatever. So this whole album was probably like more like a media thing and like getting them on the charts and not really like a profit thing for I don't know, man. I fucking don't know. Here's the thing. I at first I felt really bad listening to this album. This is a long Weezer album. And it's not a long album. It's like a 36-minute album, but it's a long Weezer album, which makes it feel long. I have to gauge this against every other Weezer thing that I've listened to. I was really bummed to listen to this the first time through because all the songs just sound like the the originals, and that's not fun for me when I'm listening to an album. I'm glad that I did it, though, because as a person who has a podcast, who is doing this for the listeners so that I can make a recommendation – I would say run, don't walk away from this fucking album. Do not listen to this album. This is this is not a good album to listen to. There's, I, listen I have to nothing, the originals. Go listen to the originals or go to listen to a different Weezer album. There is no world in which you'd want to listen to Weezer or like these songs and this is the album that you would pick. It just does not make any right. sense to me. Yeah. Um, I One nice thing that I will say about this album is that it is the perfect execution of what they set out to do. Yes. They absolutely achieved their goal. I think that it was a fucking wretched goal. Yes. But they achieved it. They absolutely did what they wanted to do. So in that, I will I will say, great work, boys. Yeah. I can't for say For you, that. not for me. I yeah, I can't go as far as to say great work, boys. I I can say uh, you did it, but I'm not going to tell you you did a good yeah, job. Mission you accomplished. Did, you did a job. I'm going to hang yeah. up the big mission accomplished banner. I I did listen to this album, and then I read that thing that River said about how he was like, yeah, if I want to do like a Weezer version of all of these songs, that'd be very easy, and I could have done that, and I didn't want to do that. And when I when I saw that he Prove said it. that, I was like, well, that, then I was like, okay, guys, fine, whatever. You did you did it then, great, like. You did the thing that no one cares about, but but you, which is kind of like Rivers 101. He's going to do a thing that no one else likes <laughs> that he really likes. And that's – it's it, this whole album, it, it should, it should not be. It should not be, and it is. Uh, and so I'll, I award you zero points. May God have mercy on your soul. Um, is number it going on your 12. top 100? Yeah, <laughs> number 12 on my top 100. <laughs> no, man, no. This is not going on my top 100. It shouldn't go on anyone's top 100. Uh, I didn't uh, I didn't like it, and I didn't have a good time listening to it. What about you, Johnny? Um, top 100 material? Yeah, I'm actually going to replace a few. Um, I'm going to replace 10 of my albums uh Weezer will be covering their spots on my top 100. Uh, Johnny, this now uh, joins the ranks of, let's see, what what are some Weezer albums that didn't make your top 100? Green, red, white, and teal. The fourth of the monochromatic albums that have not made your top 100. What do you got that didn't (laughs) make it? You've got... Green. Oh, you have Maladroid. you have way more than that. I was just doing. I was just doing. Um, oh, just the colors. J- just the color albums. Green, red, white, Ugh, and teal. Red. Is that the same yeah. as me? Green, red, white, green, and teal? red, white, and teal. Okay. Yeah. Some bad Weezer albums, uh, to be sure. Some <laughs> bad Weezer albums. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I hey, Johnny. Listen, I'm not letting this album get me down because I remember. Everything will be all right in the end, okay? Everything will be all right in the end. And next week, we are listening to the Black Album. This is going to be Weezer's, what, like sixth monochromatic album <laughs> to come out? I don't know. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. I have high hopes. I I just can't help but think about how this month party started. Party in, party in. <laughs> and, and how, how, how like... Hopeful. How hopeful. I I think I said I am looking forward to this journey because it seems like a new era for Weezer. Well, you know, it's an interesting question, Johnny, and I don't know how it'll go yet, but I can't wait to see until after next week. Here's what I promise. Next week, I'm going to answer the question, would this have been better to do these five albums in reverse, or was this the right order? Like, I... (laughs) 
I I don't know if I would have rather be bummed for like a big chunk of Weeztoberfest and end it strong, but maybe we're still going to end strong. I don't know. Maybe you just never know what the next Weezer is going to be. You just never know. That's my favorite quote from uh, Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) Well, either way, uh, we will see you all next week for the final uh, week of Weeztoberfest. We hope you had a good Weeztoberfest. Don't listen to this album. Johnny, anything for the people out there in (laughs) Bill Bud's land? No. No. Well, we got nothing for you except this. Get your fucking hats. Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We stopped fast. We stopped fast. We stopped fast. We stopped fast. We Them real ones, them good girls, them bill bucks.